Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. Go ahead and grab your Bibles and go to Isaiah 32. Isaiah 32, verse 18. Because that's the verse that we're going to lean into again today. If you haven't been with us over the last several weeks, or maybe you're just jumping in because somehow you stumbled on us on YouTube or Facebook or something like that, we have been asking a question that is not comfortable to answer. How are things at home? How are things at home? That's the question we led with several weeks ago, and I hope however you're answering that question now is a little bit different than it was just a few weeks ago. And it's a question that you can't ask just one time because your home is not, a, it's not fluid, is it? How, how I'm saying then, if you know, very few things in life are, are, are stationary. It, it's constantly moving. Like you, very few things in life can you just kind of set and forget that you constantly have to work and tweak and do the things necessary. Tweak, not twerk, that's a whole different thing. Why do I even know what twerking is, you, you heathens? I don't understand y'all. We're in church. Like you gotta, you can't just set it, like it's constantly in motion. And like you just can't work on your marriage for a minute and then just hope it's good for the rest of your days. You can't just do things with your kids. It's constant. And we've been leaning into this verse in Isaiah 32, 18, believing this is God's heart for our home. It says, my people will live in peaceful dwelling places in secure homes and undisturbed places of rest. That even though this is the prophet Isaiah pointing to a time in the future, it it reveals God's heart for every home. That he wants your home to be a haven. That you need it to be so. That you need a place where you can retreat and recharge. Where you can find peace and calm. Where you can be encouraged and loved and challenged when necessary. And our homes are these very special places when God established the earth the first thing he made was a marriage and a home and it would be from it that the beauty would begin and we're trying to reclaim God's idea for our homes and work to get it there and so we've been we've been talking about some hard things we've said that the kind of house that becomes a haven it doesn't it doesn't just happen it is built with intention And I hope that your home is full of fighting. I've said this every week. I want you to be fighting. I want you to be fighting for the same things, but not over different things. That every home should be full of fighting, but far too many are full of fighting over different ideas, different pictures of what's supposed to be, different priorities between the husband and the wife or the people that dwell in that space. I want you fighting for each other and not with each other. Because the reality is a house will never be a haven if the relationships in it aren't healthy. A house will never be a haven if the relationships in it aren't healthy. That your home is made up of where your people are. And and getting our, our homes healthy means getting our relationships healthy, which means we have to have some hard conversations and we have to work on those relationships and we have to lean into the tensions that are keeping them from being all that God wants them to be. And the problem is so many of our homes aren't havens because we carry stuff into them that doesn't need to be there. A couple weeks ago, we talked about what's being kept in the mind and what's being held in the heart is hindering what's happening in your home. And if you're constantly keeping your mind in places of chaos and tension, and if your heart is heavy with bitterness and baggage, it's never going to be the haven that's intended to be. And we've also established that the home is where, like, everything starts. It's where faith is formed. It's the front lines. And last week, we dedicated 
just dozens of kids over our three gatherings. And just the fact that God is blessing this church with families and young children and, and we get to invest in them and we get to build a generation that will change the world if we show them his goodness and we teach them his ways. And that's how we do it. That's not all we have to do, but we show them his goodness and we teach them his ways. That your house needs to become a haven. But I also know what's true about a series like this, just like it's true about almost any and every series that we do. You come to church and, and God teaches you something and God gives you a picture about the way it's supposed to be, whether it be about your home or your walk with him or, or, or whatever it might be. And all you can think about sometimes is where you are and how far it is to where you want to go. Come on, you with me say amen. Does that ever hit you when you leave church? And it's not just when we're talking about going from house to haven. It's, it's when we're talking about salt and light. I and mean, when we're talking about winning within. And we're talking about all these things that we've been talking about in 2021. You know that you're here. And you know that where God wants you to be and all that he wants you to do in your life is way over there. And when you get a glimpse of that gap, it can be intimidating. Come on, somebody. When you see the distance between what your house is and what we're saying God wants it to be, it's intimidating. But it's like that in every area of life. When you look at yourself and you just came to Jesus and you see all that he wants to transform you into and all that he wants you to free you from and you get a glimpse of, man, that's what it could be like. It's, it's like that when, we, when we're trying to lose weight. You have this goal that you want to hit. You want to be 170 pounds, and you get on the scale, and it says 232, and you think, nope, not diet. Give me a donut. It can't happen. Come on. And so when, there's one of two things that I've discovered that happen when the gap that God's calling us to close seems impossible. Number one, we just get paralyzed, and we do nothing. We just get defeated. That God speaks something in our hearts and he reveals something to us. And that distance seems so wide, so impossible to close, that we just get defeated and we decide it just can't be done. We're, we're talking about a home to a haven and then you look at your house, you look at the condition of your marriage, you look at what's happening in your life. Or, again, what we're going to talk about today, you can apply it anywhere, there, where you want to be in your career, where you want to be in your spiritual life, where you want to be in the relationship with your kids. Like, in every area of life, you, when, when you have a moment like this and you see that divide, it can often be defeating. Y'all with me? Say amen. It can be defeating. But there's something that, if you've been at Vintage very long, you've heard me say often. Look at me. It's profound. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Super profound. If nothing changes, nothing will change. If nothing changes, nothing will change. And it's so easy to see that gap and just settle. But one of the things that, that as you walk through Jesus' ministry, there's a word that he uses frequently. To me, that's a word that's the catalyst for change. It's the word unless. Unless this happens, unless I do this, unless you do this, unless is the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Let me show you some examples. Go to Matthew chapter 5. 
verse 20. Jesus says, for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of God. So he says, unless, like, you you see the way that they are, you see these Pharisees, you see all these religious people, unless you're different, unless you get something that they haven't gotten, unless you understand some things that they've yet to understand, unless, somebody say unless, unless, unless something happens. Again, go to Matthew 18, verse 3, and he said, Jesus, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, unless, unless there's a shift in your faith, unless there's a shift in the way that you see the world, unless you understand everything that I'm trying to teach, unless. Let me show you a couple more. Matthew 18, 35. This is how my heavenly father will treat you, each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. That when you hold that bitterness, unless you let it go, it's not going to be good. Unless. One more. Luke chapter 13. Now there were some... There were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Verse 2, Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Verse 3, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. For For those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, so you... Do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? Verse 5, I tell you no, but unless, unless you repent, you too, you too will all perish. Do you see that word? Unless. It never has stuck out to me like it stood out to me in the last several weeks. That so often Jesus says, hey, here's where you are and here's where you want to go. Here's what you desire and there's a gap between it happening. And unless, that there is an unless that's waiting for you to step into to unlock the potential of your home. You with me? Say amen. What is your unless? Unless this happens, our marriage ain't going to make it. Unless this happens, I'm never going to have a good relationship with my kids. Unless this, what is your unless? And when you start to see that unless that could unlock the potential of your home, let me just go ahead and say it's going to be intimidating because it's going to seem like more than you're capable of. But every time Jesus said unless, he gave them with a promise of he would give them the strength to do what was necessary to step into the other side. You with me say amen. That unless this happens, change won't come. This is how I wrote down. For change to come, a shift must occur. For change to come, a shift must occur. That word repent is a word that we hear a lot about in religious circles and at church. Repent is really a a shift. It's a complete 180. It's a shift in thinking and behavior. It's a shift. Unless... And my biggest fear is we're going to walk through this series and God's going to show you that unless that's necessary to make the change in your home and your life that's needed. 
and you're going to think it's so wide that it isn't possible, and you're going to settle. But there's another thing that happens from time to time that's a little bit different. Actually, it's quite different. See, when we see that gap, we either get really intimidated and just say, well, it's just not possible. It can never happen. Or what we decide is we have to close it as quick as possible. Come on, somebody. Okay, my goal is 175, I'm 232. I won't eat for 18 days. Not a bite. I'm gonna fast for 18 days. Come on. Y'all know I'm talking, or we want some kind. We are an immediate culture. The way you've heard me say it before is I believe we live in an escalator world. We want, go, we want to go from one level to the next as quick as possible with as little effort on our part as needed. But in so many areas of our lives, look at me, there's not a quick fix. There's not a quick fix. And I don't know what needs to happen to transform your house to a haven or to transform whatever situation that you're in right now that you know needs to be changed, that you're standing in a spot that you know that is not God's best for you, that it is not his design and destiny for your life. And you know God's saying, look at Matt, unless this happens, nothing's gonna be different, unless. And you're walking through this whole series, and every day you sit, every Sunday, you're sitting in in this room or some other room watching this online, and God's saying, unless you do this, nothing's gonna be different. Unless this changes, unless you stop thinking that way, unless you stop settling for that, unless you quit letting him treat you that way, unless this, unless, unless, unless. And it's today's the day that something needs to shift. That something needs to shift. Because if a change is gonna happen, a shift must occur. And what I'm doing right now is terrible for the camera people. They hate me right now because I'm doing this. Unless. And so let me, there's three kinds of shifts in life sometimes we need to make. Number one is a sudden one. There's a place for a sudden shift. Come on. Like there's, there's a place where it needs to be sudden. It needs to be deliberate. It needs to be drastic. Like look at me. If you're in here and you're in a home that's abusive, it's okay for a sudden shift. Come on, somebody. It's okay to do something deliberate and drastic. Sudden. There's a place for a sudden shift. If you're in a place that's so super unhealthy, if you're right now and you're in a place where, where, where emotionally you're about to break or you even feel such depression that suicide has crossed your mind, it's okay for a sudden shift. Y'all with me? Shift suddenly. It's needed. It's necessary. But there's also a time, but you understand, when you make a sudden shift, the impact has a ripple effect. Have you ever, have you ever been in a car and somebody t- took a sharp turn? Or somebody slammed on the brakes all of a sudden and you ate the dashboard? Or you spilled your Bojangles large sweet tea everywhere? 
Understand that anytime you take a sudden shift in life, that there's gonna be a ripple effect that could be painful. And I'm not saying that it's not necessary, but I want you to understand that that sudden drastic shift will have a different ripple effect in your life because it may mean that you're cutting out different people in your life that's necessary for you to sustain healthy. It may mean you're drastically changing some routines and some relationships. And just know that sudden often has a ripple effect that you're gonna have to wrestle with because here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna make that sudden shift and then people are gonna be like, well, what's her problem? Or who does he think he is? There's gonna be some sudden shifts you have to make in your life that not everybody's gonna understand. Y'all with me? But are necessary for you to move in the direction that God's calling you to go. But make sure, even though it's sudden, it's done thoughtfully and prayerfully. Make sure that sudden shift is led by the Spirit and not just your emotion. Look at Proverbs 21, 5. It says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. Isn't the Bible good? Ain't it good? Come on, somebody. Leave that verse up for just a second. Go pull it back up. The plans of the diligent, those, those people that can stick to it, those people that are deliberate, those people that make those decisions and put their hands to it and work and are willing to work it even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. Diligent. Y'all understand that word? Diligent. They lead to profit as surely as haste, those rational, quick, thoughtless, reactive just because it's sudden doesn't mean that necessarily has to be some weird immediate emotional reaction. You with me? Sudden. But sometimes there's shifts that are just slight. You know what I mean? Sometimes we look at this, and again, we want, the, we want the drastic, we want the dramatic, we want the quick, we want the immediate. But sometimes God's saying, no, we need to make an adjustment that's just slight, and you need to trust it. It's not gonna get you where you want to go as fast as you would like, but it's what is needed in this moment. Just a slight adjustment, just a slight shift to get you back on course and to move you little by little towards where God would have you to go. It's just slight. Little by little. And sometimes I think we underestimate the significance of slight. Come on. We underestimate the significance of small. Go big or go home. Right? That's like our mindset. Like, I'm, I want to lose, I don't want to lose 15 pounds in three months. I want to lose 15 pounds in three days. I don't want to take six months to get my marriage healthy. I want it healthy tomorrow. I want my kids to stop acting crazy today, right? But look at me. There's some things that just don't happen overnight. I do weddings constantly, y'all. Like, if you want me to ordain you so you can do weddings, because right now I have more than I can even handle. This year, in October alone, I got asked to do 11 weddings. I can't multi multiply. Like, I can't be in two places at one time. But this is, let me tell you something. We, weddings... Go over in a second. A wedding happens in a moment. I know all the planning and all the preparation and some of the money y'all spending, good Lord, I hope you're tithing because that's a lot of money. 
A wedding happens in a single day. A healthy marriage takes a lifetime to build. And you know what I've discovered? A lot of people want a wedding, but very few people want a marriage. There's some things that happen overnight, look at me, but there's some things that have to happen over time. There's some things that have to happen over time. And I know we like the sudden shifts that bring drastic change, but I think we've failed to appreciate the slight little modifications that over time make a huge difference in our lives. Y'all with me? Am I making sense? Come on. Just those slight little changes can make a huge difference. I heard a pastor preach on this passage from Deuteronomy several years ago, and it's a moment when he's letting the nation of Israel know that there are tons of nations that they're going to have to deal with in order for them to get to where God wants them to be. But look at what he says, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 21. Do not be terrified by them, all these nations that are coming up against you, for the Lord your God who is among you is great and awesome. That's an amazing, that's a good verse, isn't it? For the Lord who is among you is great and awesome. Verse 22, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Look at this, little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once or the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. Do you see that? He says, I know that what you're facing seems like way too much. Because if you go and you read the first part of that passage, he names all these nations. There's these bites and these bites and gigabytes and multipites and all these kind of things. And he says, I know it's intimidating and I know it's scary, but the Lord's going to eliminate them, but not all at once. And you know why he says that? Whenever God doesn't do it all at once, he has a reason. Look at me. This is an amazing thing. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And I know it doesn't make sense to you sometimes. I know it's hard to figure out like why we're still dealing with the things that we're dealing with in our current climate. I know it's weird. I know it's strange. I know it's hard. But sometimes God just doesn't. Salvation happens in an instant. Transformation takes time. Takes time. And there's so much more in our lives that I've discovered that God does little by little by little by little by little over time as we remain faithful and diligent and disciplined that makes a big difference in our lives. Little by little. Yeah, if a change is going to come, then a shift has to occur. And some of us, we need to make some of those sudden shifts, those drastic changes that are necessary. But some of us, God's saying, don't, don't underestimate the significance of slight, subtle, small tweaks and changes that are necessary to grow you in to who he desired you to be. Because ultimately, the kind of shift that's necessary has to be one that's sustainable. That's sustainable. The worst thing that could happen would be on the other side of this series for your home to get healthy for a month or two months. I don't want us to come out of this series and have just a a good quick run. I want two years from now 
for your home to still be impacted by the things that we talked about over these weeks. Sustainable. I don't want your marriage to get healthy for a couple weeks. I don't want you to have a good relationships with your kids for a year. I don't want you to feel like your home is a haven where you can retreat to and find peace just for a season. I want it to be permanent. And that means sometimes we have to make a shift that is sustainable, that can be, you know, I've had conversations with people, Matt, like we, we, we really appreciate this series. So you know what we're doing? We're going to go home and we're going to eat dinner at 6.30 every single night. I don't care. We're going to sit down. I'm like, yeah, well, what you going to do when your kid has soccer practice? What you going to do when life changes a little bit? Because sometimes we think that the only way for us to get to where we need to be is to make one shift and then put the expectation on ourselves that if we modify it at all, we're in trouble. And we don't know how to adjust and modify and do something that's sustainable that moves us to health. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go to the gym every morning at 3 a.m. You have lost your mind. The best shift that will change your life, look at me, is the one that you can sustain. It's the one that you can sustain for the long haul over time. The one that even when it gets hard, you can keep moving towards what God desires for you. Look at Galatians chapter six, verse nine. Let us not become weary in doing good. Because it's... When you make the, leave that verse up there and just let me preach over it for a second. Because see, when you make those slight subtle shifts and you just see that incremental change, we don't value that incremental. I hate to keep doing it, but it just makes sense and it hits home to me. When you see 0.2 pounds lost, it's discouraging because we want to see seven. But let me tell you something, 0.2 today and point to tomorrow, and point to the next day, and point to the next day, and point to the next day, and point, because you've, you've decided that the shift that you're gonna make is sustainable. When you see your, 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 your relationships and your home getting healthier little by little by little by little by little by little by little, and you've picked something that's a sustainable shift that can take you to long-term health, that's something to celebrate and not to see as small. Do not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And some of us, we gave up because the shift that we made was so sudden and so drastic that it wasn't sustainable. And here's the thing. Every time we fail like that, it's harder and harder to get back up, isn't it? And I, I think that's part of the problem in this series. Matt, we went through marriage counseling. It didn't work. We've done it. We met with Chris and Nikki three years ago. It's so easy because we come out of these seasons and we make shifts that are so drastic. And sometimes those, those drastic shifts are needed for a season. That's another thing. And I didn't put some of these shifts are seasonal. <laughs> And you got to know when to shift based on the season of your life that's necessary. There are things that you can do right now that six months from now you're not going to be able to do. And if you don't see it coming and make a new plan and make the adjustment, then your home will not stay healthy. You with me? Say amen. 
I want to see us go from house to haven. I believe that Isaiah 32, 18 is God's heart for our home. And I know that the gap between where you are and where you want to be and so many of your lives seems so, so wide that it's paralyzing to think about what it's going to take to change it. But can I say, it can be done. The likelihood that it's going to happen overnight is small. But don't underestimate slight, small, subtle, yet sustainable shifts that can bring about the significant change that you're looking for. So you bow your heads, close your eyes with me for just a minute. I don't know where you are on the spectrum. I don't know what has been just hitting you in your spirit as we've walked through this series. I don't know if you sit in this room and you feel absolutely paralyzed by where you are and where you need to be. And I don't know if what you're applying this to is even about your home. Maybe it's about another area of your life where you know you need to step towards health. But this is what I know. If nothing changes, nothing will change. That for change to come, a shift must occur. What is your unless? What is the unless that God's been saying to you? Hey, unless, unless you let that go, you're never gonna move forward. Unless you forgive him, you're never gonna move forward. Unless you put me first, you're never gonna step into all that you desire. Unless, what is your unless? What is the unless that God's been revealing to you over the last few weeks? Maybe it's sudden. Maybe it's a shift that you need to make suddenly. Maybe it's drastic. Maybe there's somebody in the room you know the Lord's been saying, you gotta do this, you gotta do it, and you gotta do it now. But knowing that there will come a time when some of these changes that we, get, that we make can't be sustainable, and God says, yeah, you made that sudden shift, but now it's time to continue to make little, subtle, slight, small ones that are sustainable so that over time, you can remain healthy. I wanna pray for you today. Maybe you're, maybe you're watching online and you just wanna go on, pull up the app right now, hit that respond tab and let us know. Let us know what that unless is. What is that thing? What is that thing that God is putting on your heart that you know is saying, hey, this, this is the change I know. This is the shift that needs to happen in my life. This is the change that I need to make. Or maybe you're in the room. I'm gonna go a little old school for a minute. I used to say, Matt, man, I, I know mine less. And I need you to pray for me. Would you just kind of throw your hand up in the room just real quick, throw it up. Amen, 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 amen. All over the room, amen. You can put them down, you can put them down. My biggest fear in this series is that we'll come out on the other side and the things that needed to change didn't or the changes that have been made won't last. Don't underestimate the significance of slight, subtle, small, yet sustainable change because God can use it in significant ways. So Lord, I pray that today for everyone who's watching with us online and they know something has struck a chord, that they see the gap between where they are and where they desire to be, and it just seems so wide that it is absolutely intimidating. 
and everything in them just says it can't be done. God, I pray that you would infuse those hearts, those minds with faith so huge. But God, even your word says that faith as small as a mustard seed can do amazing things. God, for those who have believed that they could close that gap all in one fell swoop, that it would be immediate and they're already discouraged because they made those sudden shifts and it's just not changing yet. They just don't see the fruit and they, they wanna give up. God, I pray that you would just give them discipline and courage to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep making the changes that they need to make, Lord. And God, I pray that you would show us the subtle, the slight, the small, little tweaks and adjustments that need to be made in order for us to keep moving towards who you created us to be, the home that you desire us to have. And God, I pray for every hand that went up in this room. God, give us the courage to pursue that unless, to lean into it, to let you work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Hey guys, thank you for worshiping with us today. Whether you're in the room or online, jump on that app, hit that respond tab. Let us know how we can come alongside you. We love you. We hope you have an amazing week. Give God some glory as you head out today. See you next time.